You are now rocking with Must Have Knowledge and Sass. I have learned something new about equity. Welcome to another episode of Must Have Knowledge and Sass, the podcast. I am super excited about this episode. I know I say that about every episode, but I'm like super excited about every episode. But anyway, I am super excited about this episode on home ownership. But before I get into the details of this interview, I want to go ahead and give the shout out of this episode to Stefan Walters. So he has this book entitled finessing finances the refreshingly entertaining guide to personal finances and when i tell you all this book is so informative and hilarious it is exactly that he breaks down everything you need to know about your personal finances and he tells you how to get your money straight pretty much how to get your credit straight from interest rates to credit cards to everything you need to know about your finances he discussed it in his book with like (laughs) the most humorous analogies ever so they're like relatable you're like oh okay i get it now so go ahead if you have not copped that copy of finessing finances the refreshingly entertaining guide to personal finances go ahead onto amazon and go ahead and get your copy so let's go ahead and tell you well let me go ahead and tell you about this episode so on this episode of home ownership our money episode we are joined with the co-host akia so akia is a guru when it comes to purchasing um your first home or how to get you set up in that regard i'm gonna go ahead and put this disclaimer out here we are not experts on this matter so please consult a professional when it comes to your own personal situation if you're trying to buy a home if you already have a home and equity and all that other stuff so yeah don't don't email us saying that um you took our advice it didn't work out okay listen go to your own financial professional and get your own advice so let's go ahead and put that out there first of all we are just giving you um tidbits and information based on our personal experiences as well as just the knowledge that we have gained over time now that we have that disclaimer on out the way let's go ahead and jump right on in All right, so today we have Akia with us. Say hi, Akia. <laughs> Hello. So let me tell you real quick. I had I met Akia years ago through a mutual friend, Ebony, and so immediately the first thing I noticed was Akia is hilarious. Like, and she's not even trying to be funny when she is being funny. So we recently went on a trip together to New Orleans for what was it called? It was like some type of festival. Oh, uh, what was, dang, I can't remember. It was the, uh, um, oh, you know, um, the French Quarter Festival. That's French what it was. Quarter Festival. That was, that's it. That's it. Yes. So it was crack of dawn early in the morning. We were flying out of yes. um, Charlotte. And that's yes. when I found out that Akia is like a home buying guru. I was <laughs> like, what? I'm surrounded oh, yeah. by some pretty smart women. I was like, okay. So, t- 
today we're going to be talking about just the home buying process and especially for first-time home buyers because it can be intimidating at times I know it was for me yes. um and you really do need to be prepared for it so Akia go ahead and introduce yourself to the people of must have knowledge and sass uh, my name is Akia. Uh, I've been working in the mortgage industry now for about 11 years. So I have a little bit of expertise in it. I, if I had some more money, I would own more houses, but you know, in due time. But uh, yep, that's me. Simple yeah. and plain. <laughs> so um, we're going to go ahead and jump right in because you know we want to get down to the good old meat of this conversation. And for my friends who are vegan, don't be, don't be offended by this. <laughs> All right, so we can get the tofu on this conversation. There we go. That, that's very <laughs> browns, you know what I'm saying? So I always ask this question first. What is the bougiest thing you do? <laughs> um, so I have to admit my budget won't let me be as bougie as I would like to be. <laughs> you know, the budget be bougie blocking all the time. <laughs> but um, uh, I Speak the bougiest thing. I I have I'm very particular about my socks. <laughs> I will walk around this world with twenty thirty dollars socks with no problem, and <laughs> I'm very particular about my socks. So I spend money on socks, uh, and also in food. I as my palate has increased, I like a little lot. <laughs> if I could have sushi three or four times a week, I would. Uh, yeah, the girl is bougie when it comes to food too, but the budget be bougie by blocking. Well, let me have my Gucci and gold all the time. Let me tell you right now, Akia, I'm at the, I'm at the steal that. I'm at the steal that. My budget be blocking because that is so true. But I would have never thought socks. I would have never thought socks. That is, that is bougie. I'm gonna be honest with you. That is it is. It is. I yeah. take it. So, how did you end up at your current job? Um. So I heard about. Well, can I say the job or we'll leave it out? Oh, no, you can say it if you want to. Oh, I work at Self-Help Credit Union, and I heard about it uh, in college. Actually, they had a, a office in Greensboro. They're headquartered in Durham, North Carolina. But I heard about it, and I just did a little research on it. And they are a, it's a, well, we are a credit union that is, the mission is to help people of color gain wealth through home ownership and small business ownership. So I was like, oh, that's super dope. I um, majored in finance and African-American studies in college so I was like that's a great way to merge the two knowing the history of how black people have been excluded from building wealth through home ownership right. and then finding an organization that kind of just focuses on giving opportunities to folks who don't get opportunities other places so I was like that's a dope place to try to work they had an opening I applied and um 11 years later I'm still working there Look at you. That is amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> yeah, man. Especially in the mortgage industry. It's turnover city out there. But, you know, that's one of the things that I do enjoy about the company also, too, is they try to keep everybody who they hire because they try to hire folks who are mission-oriented. So you don't just have someone trying to catch a check. They're trying to really be about this life of getting people of color uh, to build wealth through home ownership and small business ownership. And for those who do, do not know, um, what 
Kia is saying is very much true. If you look at the history of home ownership, especially when it comes to minority races, whether it's African-American, Hispanic, um, Asian, whatever it may be, there has been a history of discrimination in regards to allowing us to build wealth through those, through the venue of home ownership. And so um, a lot of people don't know that. Um, so that's why you still have grandmothers and grandpops that are out here renting apartments. Yep. And they've been renting for like 20 plus years. And so I think that, that uh, I'm so happy that you said that. And I'm so happy that you, you are with a company that has a mission of combating that, that, that issue. So I want to ask you something. After you graduated from um, college, how many years did it take you to become a homeowner? Uh, about five years. Um, I, my parents are gracious enough, enough to let me live with them. Look at um, almost rent free. <laughs> God, I paid, you know, I paid a bill or two, but I was able to use that time to get almost completely out of debt. I still have student loans. I think we all will still all have student loans, but I had zero credit card debt. I paid off my car, and I was able to save up for my down payment. Um, during those five years, also, you know, just having fun because I was you know, in my early 20s, so I got to travel and party with my friends and just save, 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 and um, I knew the goal was either when I left my parents' house to not ever go back. I love them, but I don't ever want to live with them again, (laughs) but um, so that really gave me a great opportunity to put myself in a great position to do whatever I wanted to do, but I chose to purchase a home. Listen, I think that is the way to go. If I, you know, if I had a desire to go back to my mama's house, I love my mama, but I didn't have a desire to go back to her house. So I truly understand when you said, like, the goal was not to return. I truly understand it. Ain't nobody got time for that. Especially when you get that little taste of freedom, and then you got to go back and be up underneath somebody else's rules. You like... in your old bedroom from where you grew up with the twin bed? No, we ain't doing that. <laughs> we, we can't be doing that for a long time. <laughs> right. Back her in and everything. Oh, my God. Right. <laughs> no, no. We, that's not a long-term situation. <laughs> right. So, But I'm very grateful to this day to my parents for allowing me to to stay there, like, for rent-free. And, you know, we got a lot of money, so I contributed as much as I could to the household but they was like you know your goal is for you to get out of here and not come back so they they looked out for me shout out to to Virgil and Tondra shout out shout out to them shout them out (laughs) thank you yes thank you so I want to ask this because even though you're in this career and things of that nature of the home buying career um why was home ownership the next logical step for you um, a couple of reasons, just like practically speaking at the time, looking at a one bedroom apartment, the rent cost was more or same as buying a three bedroom house at the time. So, and even now it's it's probably even cheaper for the mortgage, not just home ownership in general, but just the monthly, the monthly rent payment was way more than a mortgage was going to be at the time. Mm-hmm. So in that case, I was just like, this don't make sense to pay somebody else, you know, $800 a month for a one-bedroom apartment when I can go get a three-bedroom house for that or less. Mm-hmm. So um, that was one of the reasons. And also, 
I just knew just from my family, like my grandfather owned property and that we still own to this day that we rent out, um, that home ownership is a vehicle for wealth. So if you get a house and can build some equity, that's that's a piece of that's an asset that I'm I'm like I can't say that much money in the time, like in the years that I've been in my house and been here seven years, I would never be able to save that much money that I've built in equity over that amount of time just on my own. So I knew that this is a great opportunity, a great investment um, to go ahead and try to buy a house. The market was super low. Just get the best property I could find for the, you know, to set myself up to not be in any kind of financial struggle to pay the mortgage every month. So I was like, let's do it. I am, Why get a one bedroom when I can get a three? So that was kind of my thought process into it is a long-term investment. Listen, Kia, I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now what you said initially about the cost of rent. Kia, do you know that oh, rent I know. <laughs> is ridiculous now? Oh, I know. I know. And it's worse now, especially in Charlotte, man. It's just it's crazy. My brother told me how much he paying for rent, and I screamed. I literally was like, you lying? <laughs> Like, ain't no way. Ain't no way. It's ain't so no crazy. Way. It is crazy. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. But you brought up something else. And a lot of people don't know this. Can you explain equity? What does that mean? So equity is the difference between how much your home is worth and how much you owe on it. So for instance, if you bought a house for $100,000 and the property values are increasing and now it's worth one twenty-five, one thirty. You have thirty thousand dollars in equity in your home that you can tap into for things that you need if you want to pull it out to um to re re renovate your house like fix up your house so if you want to pay off debt that's your it's cash that's available to you um if you want to go that route and pull the equity out of your house and for the most part when the markets are acting right um homes just continue to build equity they continue to increase in value over time so that's why i say it's a great vehicle to gain wealth because if you buy low and let it build you just have that much more equity that's always available to you uh, to tap into for whatever you need and what um vehicle do people need to use in order to um hold on let me put this disclaimer out there because ain't nobody got time to be getting sued okay right. so all of the advice that we are giving today we are not experts let's go ahead and say that just because she a home ownership guru don't mean she's expert nor am i expert so you need to go talk to a professional right now everything that we're talking about today i'm gonna say that you need to hold on tap the microphone <laughs> go talk to a professional about everything we're talking about today in regards to home ownership or whatever we discuss that's just covering everything because don't be sending me no emails talking about um you told me to do this i went and did this and it didn't work out that ain't my problem okay first of all let's go ahead and start there that ain't gonna be a I second problem. that okay. i second that <laughs> don't okay. sue me <laughs> ain't nobody get time i want to keep my house don't sue me exactly <laughs> Shoo, got umbrella insurance. Now we got to cover you because you the okay. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so, so yeah, for sure, consult your professionals. Go to your bank, your credit unions, talk to loan officers, um, and get the best information you can. And anything you do, you should research. You know, do your Google's um, research. Go talk to people who are in that industry to get 
get the expert um, information that you need before you make any moves. Right. Okay. So I have to have asked this question because a lot of people, some people are naive to the process of home ownership. So I want to start out with the bad and then we can move into the good. Okay. So first of all, what is the most common mistake you see that people make when it comes to prepping for home ownership? Um, not prepping, like just straight. I want this house and then trying to make their trying to get into a house that they have no clue how to get into. Um, a lot of people do the process backwards. They'll call a realtor, they'll, um, you know, look online, find a house that they love, and then try to make their life fit into that house instead of making their budget find them a house that fits their life. So that would be the number one mistake I see people do. And also just never considering buying home, buying a home, so never preparing yourself financially to do it. So a lot of people just out here, you know, living a life, they're not thinking about their credit, they're not thinking about savings, they're not thinking about home ownership, and then one day you want to decide, I want to buy a house, and it's not as simple as it seems. The, the length of time it took you to ruin your credit or have no savings, you probably need a good bit of time to get that all cleaned up before you want to purchase a home. Right. So what is, what is a good, like, practical step people can make? when it comes to they get in their mind first they got to believe it they get in their mind okay mm-hmm. i want to buy a house what is the next step that they need to take i would one go pull your credit okay and go look at what, what we're working with credit wise um so the thing the big thing with credit is it it will determine your interest rate on, on mortgages at home and your interest rate the lower it is the lower the lower cost it is for your mortgage. So if you got bad credit, you might get a mortgage, but you're going to pay a lot of interest. And you want to get your interest rate as low as possible. So the higher your credit score, the better rates you can get. Um, And also, usually folks with high credit scores have good financial management, um, just are more financial savvy, and they can handle homeownership better because there's a lot of expenses that come with homeownership that you just don't think about until they come up or you need to be prepared to take on when they come up. And so folks who usually are on top of their finances and paying all their bills on time and saving all the time, they're usually a little more prepared for homeownership than someone who's, like I said, just out here, you know, living life or, you know, you hadn't thought about it. So you just pay your bills whenever you feel like it or you don't save anything. So I would definitely say get your credit straight and then start saving. Um, it's going to take you some money to get into this house. You got to put a down payment. You got closing costs. You got inspections. But then the home ownership part, there is no maintenance man when you own your home. Nope. It's on nope. you. <laughs> so you got to call that plumber and pay for the plumbing expense. You got to get that roof fixed. That's why I say even when you buy the home, you got to continue with your savings. Because, you know, a mortgage is a 30-year commitment. You might not be in that house for that long, but something's going to happen during that time. Or it might be that you bought the house and now you want to upgrade the kitchen. And that stuff looks easy on HGTV. Right. <laughs> but the cost in doing it, that, it costs money. So I would say just very much get your finances in order before you want to buy a house. So if you got to talk to um, a financial counselor, or somebody could get you on the, a good plan 
to prepare you for home buyership, home buying ships, and just being financial savvy in general. Okay, so I got it. You brought up a really good point about your credit. I mean, you brought up a lot of good points, but I want to I want you to speak on this real quick. If I got a 430, I ain't got no 430, by the way. And I say, hey, I want to buy a house. Oh, Uh, yeah. What's the likelihood (laughs) of that happening? You know, uh, I'm going to get at a strong no. It's not going to happen no time soon. Um, You know, a 430, uh, 430, yeah, you you, you got some work to do. You got some holes to dig out of, but you can do it. You can do it. I say, I say you can, you can do it. Uh, It's going to take you some time and a lot, a lot of discipline, but you can do it. But it's going to be a hurdle to climb with a 430. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the the thing that a lot of people don't realize is that your credit score determines a lot in regards to building a lot. A A lot. lot. Your credit score is is, is super important, especially when a home buyer, you know, they're going to look at what you got on paper. You could be the greatest personality in the world. They just want to know, do we think they're going to pay this? pay this monthly um, mortgage bill or not. So your credit is the indicator that they have that tells them whether or not you can do that. And the higher your score, the more likely it is that they think that you will do it. Um, I think one of the things in our community and in America in general, we don't teach financial literacy. Um, So a lot of people are just out here figuring it out or just going off bad information. So you got to start, you know, just get good information, get good, get good habits. One of the biggest things that affects your credit score is not paying your bills on time. So that's one of the the bigger things people need to do. Just pay everything on time and watch your credit score increase from there. Um, also, don't max out all your credit cards. You know, bring it down. Keep your balances low. Um, that stuff helps your credit score. But again, all the stuff is on Google. Don't listen to me. Don't sue me. Go <laughs> Google it. Go read, research. Uh, but all that stuff pays into your credit scores, paying stuff on time, the length of your time you've had in accounts. So if you close an account every five minutes, that's going to affect your credit score. Um, but yeah, people got to start by just learning how to be financially literate and financially uh, responsible. Pay yourself on time. Save some money live beneath your means. I think going back to your prior question, one of the big mistakes people do when they buy a house is they buy a house that's too much for them financially. You yeah. know, like you actually, the bank is going to tell you the highest amount you can buy because they're usually going to get a commission. So they're going to tell you, oh, you can afford this. So you really need to know what you can actually handle and kind of stay under what they tell you so that you can be prepared for life's hiccups. You know, you, you, bought the house and you didn't need a new car at the time but two years later you got to add a car note on your bills hmm. did you think about that you know what I mean or you bought the house when you were single and now you're married with a kid and daycare is <laughs> an arm and a leg so listen that? more than an arm yeah. and a leg go ahead and give yourself it's the, whole, it's the whole baby it's the whole baby you know <laughs> that's how much daycare is <laughs> right so, like just taking that kind of stuff into consideration um thinking in the future about when you buy this house don't match yourself out you know, always give yourself a little bit of a cushion because stuff comes up there. Life happens. I know my first year in my house, I ran through all of my savings, fixing stuff, 
Um, and then the next year, my HVAC system died, and I had to get a new HVAC system. And I'm not trying to tell horror stories, but this is just the reality of home home ownership. But the thing that I did was I left a lot of cushion in my budget so I could take these hits. And so when it came up, I was like, all right, we got to call Morris Jenkins or whoever and get a new HVAC. It's too hot in the South to not have no air conditioning. So, you know, yeah, so I had to get all new appliances over the first three years of owning my home. You know, this kind of that stuff happened because I was starting out. You know, my cousin gave me a washer and dryer. It was free. It sounded like a Mack truck, but it was free. So I took it. <laughs> it died and I had to get a new washer and dryer. But, you know, that's how it goes. So you got to be prepared for that kind of stuff. Don't buy a house thinking it's going to stay the way it is the whole time. You right. got to put room in your budget to prepare for those kind of things. And I think that's where um, a lot of people make the mistake of one talking themselves out of buying a home because they're like oh maintenance and all this other stuff and i i did learn this lesson when i was buying my home they said the difference between your mortgage and your your current rent save that difference so like yeah, for example, that, go ahead uh, that's that's a great that's great advice so like if your rent is seven, like your mortgage is going to be $700, but your rent is like $1,200, like save the difference. So you should be putting away $500 each month into your savings account because yeah. maintenance, yeah, it does come up. Um, girl, I know about that HVAC. I understand, but um, mm -hmm. it's not like, I imagine me living in an apartment, right? If I was living in an apartment for $1,200, and a mortgage is like seven hundred dollars. I'm pretty much this is how I think of it. I'm pretty much paying maintenance for five a five hundred dollar maintenance bill each month that I'm renting. Versus you are. just uh owning my own house. You get what I'm saying? That's how I think about it. When people come up to me and be like, Oh, but you gotta take care of all the maintenance and all this other stuff. well, okay. I, but I got me a trustworthy plumber. I got me a trustworthy HVAC person. I got a trustworthy um, lawn service guy. Shout out to Mr. Bob. Mr. Bob is the best for me. Um, some of y'all about that life cutting your own grass. Kia, are you about that life? I was in the beginning. Um, I used to be out there. And it was like a, a sense of pride for me. I was like, I'm going to cut my, my yard. You know what I mean? Like, it's my grass. I'm going to cut my grass. And three surgeries later on my heel and my foot, I um um I don't cut my grass no more. I pay a good old good quality guy. Shout out to Nick. He comes through and and, and he straight cash apps me. And uh yeah, he take care of that y'all for me. I don't do that no more. No, no, I don't do that no more. But see, that's something you gotta consider in your budget if you buying a, a property with a yard. Do if do you want to cut the grass? Um, if not. Finding a reputable person to cut it, that's something I say is worth the money to get somebody else to do it. Uh, we keep black people employed. Uh, but yeah, that's something to consider, grass cutting. And like you said, I don't think these should be deterrents. You just want to be informed in what you're doing. Yes. I like that. I like that. Because yes. the American dream can be American nightmare if you go in uninformed and unprepared. But it can definitely be a great way to build wealth if you just you know just being informed and knowing all of the things that could happen and that you just need to be prepared for right all right so this is our last question what is your elevator speech for people who want to start the process 
um, I would just say it's nothing like having your own. And it's one of the best ways to build wealth in America. And for me, I'm I'm a history buff and, you know, all that black power. We our people were excluded from owning homes and, and participating in building wealth and inheriting wealth uh for so long. We need to be owning properties. We need to be keeping things in our family. You wanna save off gentrification? Own the property. Own your home. Don't sell grandma's house. Keep grandma's house. This is a great way. This is the American way to 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 build wealth. Um and we all need to be participating in it. And everyone can. You just gotta put in a little bit bit of work, but you can be a homeowner. Yes. Like for me, gentrification is something where it's like it's hard to stop if we not we don't own with the neighborhood. Right. So you gotta buy back the block. You know, like I said, if grandma left you the house, you sold it, that's your that's your right. But don't get mad when the neighborhood changes. Exactly. Stay, build, build your wealth, you know, keep it in the family. That's it's, how you save it off. Especially when you see those houses getting flipped and then they selling them for half a million dollars. Okay, some point it, downtown. Right. I'm just hey, saying. all over Charlotte. I'm just saying. So. We just saying. We just being real out here in these streets. Yeah. But, so once again, Akia, thank you so much for joining us. And I want to make sure we give people your contact information if they want to, if they're in the Charlotte area and they want to drop by and actually talk with you about the home ownership process. Can you drop some contact information for us? Oh, uh, yeah. So uh, I'll give y'all my Instagram. You can DM me. I am KiaBia83. That's K-E-Y-A-B-I-A 83. DM me and we can set up an appointment if you want to talk. Uh, email address is akia.hudson at gmail.com. So hit me up if you want to talk further about getting started in the process. So thank you, Akia. And all that information I'm definitely going to put into the podcast description. Akia, I knew you was going to come through for me. Thank you so much for doing this episode with me and being the guru that you are. And thank you for helping out the community the way you're helping it out. I know you're going to keep doing big things. Thank you so much. You're so very welcome. Glad to be able to be on the podcast. Ah, All right, then, girl. Talk to you later. Bye. All right, bye. So I hope you got some really good information from the episode. If you would like to know more about home buying and the process, you know, just go ahead and hit me up. Leave a comment um, on must have knowledge and says on Instagram. Also leave a comment on Twitter or or my Facebook page and just let me know. Is there some more information you would like to hear on this podcast in regards to the home buying process or just something sparked like, oh, you need to definitely do an episode on equity or you need to do an episode on this or that. Hey, leave those type of comments so I know what you want to listen to. As always, if you are not following me, I, I don't know what you're doing with your life. You can follow me at must have knowledge and sass on instagram knowledge and sass on twitter that's the word knowledge capital letter n says and then you can also find my facebook page page not page page must have knowledge and sass on facebook um so i'm so happy that you listen join us again here on another episode coming soon bye y'all